Keeping Up with Jones, the Lonnie Jones podcast adventure, is sponsored by SJL General Contractors. SJL General Contractors is licensed in both Alabama and Tennessee. This family-owned business provides mass grading, storm drainage, sewer and concrete improvement, asphalt paving, erosion control, demolition, and heavy hauling. If you're in need of any of these services, you can contact them at 931 933-4660. That is 931-433-4660. If you'd like to be employed by this family-owned company, three W's and a dot, sjnl.com, www.sjnl.com. It doesn't exist anymore, but in 1934, there was the New York University football team. Two guys played ball for that team, Frank Elishu, and I don't know if I'm pronouncing his name right. It's spelled E-L-I-S-C-U, and, and a guy named Ed Smith. These two guys played ball together in 1934. And in 1935, Frank Elishu had, had this art project. Uh, he, was, he wanted to make a uh, sculpture. He wanted to make a statue, and, and he wanted to feature a, a football player. And so he asked his old football buddy, uh, Ed Smith, to pose for that uh, for that artwork. What he ended up casting was a little bitty statue that was 13.5 inches tall. It was 14 inches long, 16 inches wide, and when it cast out of bronze, it weighed 45 pounds. Uh, 47 years later, in 1982, Ed Smith realized or discovered or was told hey you're you're the guy who posed for the uh the Heisman trophy you're you're the guy who posed for the Heisman memorial trophy yeah that's the actual name the Heisman memorial trophy and we call it the Heisman trophy or or the Heisman it represents an award in football it is the oldest of several football awards uh, there is the Maxwell Award, the Walter Camp Award, the AP Player of the Year Award, and the Archie Griffin Award. Uh, Archie has an award, but he won the Heisman twice in his life. I think he won it as a junior and as a senior. The uh, Heisman Award and the AP Award are honoring the Outstanding Player of the Year while the Maxwell Award and the Walter Camp Award recognize the best player of the year, and the Archie Griffin Award recognizes the most valuable player of the year. Uh, Some interesting history about the Heisman is that uh, Steve Spurrier won the Heisman, and he gave it to the university president so that all the students of, of Florida could uh, share in the trophy, and it would be in their trophy case rather than his trophy case. And the Florida students and uh, faculty uh, did a fundraiser and had a copy made so that Steve Spurrier could have a a Heisman trophy as well as uh, his beloved Florida Gators. And since that time, since that occurred, now they give out two Heismans. One is given to the school and one is given to the player, and that way you don't have to raise money to purchase a replacement. So uh, give me your Heisman pose. 
and not, not if you're driving when you finish your commute to work g- give me your heisman pose and see so, yeah, if you were to google that or if you were to look at the memes of it you'll find this really interesting thing you'll find these people tucking a football in one hand the other hand is going to be pointed down at the ground like they're uh stiff arming a person diving at their legs one of their legs will be on the ground like in a tiptoe and the other foot will be up in the air like they're high stepping you google the heisman pose and you'll see that it's it's far out numbers anything else but look at the heisman trophy and look at the heisman award very closely and what you'll find is a football player with a a football tucked under his left arm. He's going to have it cradled at the tip with his hand. He's going to have it tucked securely inside his elbow and against his ribs. His upper torso will be turned to the right. His right leg will be in front and bent, and his left leg will be fully extended to the back, and he's up on his toes. Both his feet are firmly on the ground, and it is that image of those high-top cleats that look more like hobnail boots and a leather-helmeted warrior slogging forward. It's not some acrobatic, high-flying, gymnastic-type move. This is a workhorse. This is a guy hammering through the mud and getting ready to, to clash with his opponents as he struggles for progress. So where did we get this idea that the Heisman pose was this when the actual Heisman trophy looks like that? And it's not like we haven't seen the thing. We see it given out. There's pictures of it. And and yet what the Heisman is and what the pose has become may be part of this thing that that we call the Mandela effect. Uh, uh, Fiona Broom, a paranormal researcher, came up with this idea. She was firmly convinced that Nelson Mandela had been killed or died in an African prison, and when in all actuality, he wasn't dead at all. But then people began to research, and maybe even she did some of the research, of things that we know to be true in popular culture or things that we believe to be true it don't match historical facts. Some fun examples. The famous iconic scene in Star Wars when Darth Vader looks at Luke. Luke, I am your father, is not actually what he said. In all actuality, what Darth Vader says is, no, I am your father. We we think the line is, Luke, I am your father, because Chris Farley in Tommy Boy sticks his face to a fan, and as he uses the fan blades to distort his voice, he's the guy. Chris Farley says, Luke, I am your father, and Darth Vader does not. But we remember that Darth Vader said it when actually Chris Farley did. On your grocery list, write down what kind of uh, hot dogs you're going to get. The Oscar Mayer hot dogs and spell that. M-E-Y-E-R. Oscar Mayer. Everybody knows that, right? My baloney has a first name. It's O-S-C-A-R. My baloney has a second name. It's M-A-Y-E-R. It's Oscar. M-A-Y-E-R, not M-E-Y-E-R. 
as long as we're we're shopping, let's get some peanut butter. That smooth, creamy stuff. Is it Jiffy or Jif? Well, the peanut butter brand is actually Jif. Curious George, the adorable monkey in the annoying stories, does not have a tail. The little guy on the Monopoly cards that tells you that you've got to pay your property taxes or go to jail and do not pass go or whatever, with his top hat and his mustache, does he have a monocle or does he does not have a monocle? No, the Monopoly guy does not have a monocle. And, and there's all kind of examples of things that we remember. We would swear that they are. The, the, the song, We Are the Champions, ends, We Are the Champions. It doesn't end with, We Are the Champions of the World. Now, there's some odd places where Freddie Mercury did that in some live performances. But in the actual record, the actual song ends with, We Are the Champions. And it doesn't add, Of the World. The Mandela Effect. It's pretty interesting to study. It's a lot of fun to talk about, and especially some of the things that you think you know that are true, that, that, that aren't as true as you think you know them. So let's go back. Give me your Heisman pose. Now, now give me your, your pose. Pose, model, success. And, 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 and what does success look like, or what does everybody else say success looks like? What is your picture of success? Now, I certainly don't want to try to tell you this is what success looks like. And I absolutely don't want you to tell me what success looks like. You see... Success is that thing that we have to determine for ourselves. And you have to weigh some things. Everything you say yes to is something else you say no to. Everything you say yes to has some things that comes to the party. Uh, everything you say no to keeps other things outside the gate. And, and you know, those are d decisions you have to make. But there probably needs to be some empirical evidence. You know, what we think is true and, and, and what historical fact will back up. What the Heisman pose is and what the Heisman trophy looks like. You've got to have some real evidence when you start saying this is success. And, and, and again, I, I, I guess in, in some cases you, you can debate that. I remember as a little boy, we lived near Snow's Creek. We called it Rat Poison Creek. And to nobody's shock, I stretched a steel cable across it. I didn't have any fancy tools in those days, so it was a, a double steel cable, and we stuck a stick in it and twisted it till the cable was tight enough that you could clip a carabiner to and slide across and not touch the water. And we built a little fort over there. We called it Fort Raider, and the hobos would use it. A, a railroad track ran down by the creek and under the double bridges, and we would go over to our fort, and every now and then we would encounter one of these these guys, and, and I remember sitting in the fall leaves and, and on the rocks, and I was sharing my picnic lunch with him. And this transient, this hobo, proudly said, you know, I, a lot of people think I'm crazy. 
He said, but in just a few years, you'll have a college degree and you'll have a job and you'll have a mortgage and you'll pay taxes and I'll still be camping out every night. Which one of us is crazy? Well, he was probably 35 when he had that conversation with me and I was probably 14 or 15. I wonder how he feels about camping out if he's 84. I wonder how he feels about living on the rails as a senior citizen. How do you model success? You know, a lot of times we, we get caught up in, in this vision, this uh, worldview perception, this global consciousness of this is what it has to look like. And, and my, my marriage doesn't have to look like yours and your marriage doesn't have to look like mine for it to work. I remember describing in loose terms that I lived over on the east side of, of, of our city and, and near the county line. And somebody said, oh, you live in Hampton Cove. And I said, no, 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 you got to understand. I don't have as much money as the people in Hampton Cove. To which my friend replied, what you mean to say is you don't, you're not in debt as much as the people are in Hampton Cove. And I'm not hating on Hampton Cove or throwing shade on the people who live by the golf course. But you really do have to decide, do you own your things or do your things own you? And I have been in very large houses, in very prominent districts, so their children could go to school there. And those very large houses didn't have furniture in them. I wonder when we talk about success, are we so successful in business that we fail with our families. I wonder if our possessions own us or if we own our possessions. You know, when you start talking about the model for success, you know, sometimes we have this, this misperception of this thing I call quality time. Let, let me repeat again that there's no such thing as quality time. Time is quality and if you spend it with your children or you spend it with your wife or you spend it with your mom and dad or you spend it with your friends or your loved ones, it doesn't have to be an extravagant, expensive, secluded getaway. It's sitting on the couch. It's sitting in the porch swing. It's taking a walk and holding hands. It's dabbling in the creek. It's lying on your belly in the grass watching a child build a road that goes to nowhere. It's sitting down at a drawing table and looking at scribbles on a page and going, hey, tell me about it, and letting that child lead you down into the world of imagination and adventure. You see, the problem with some of our misses and some of our misconceptions about success is, is the model that we use and maybe even that, that you wake up one day and you go, this, I've got this model, I'm, I'm, I'm modeling success, and then I've got this pose, and it, and it doesn't feel like success. And it doesn't, it, it, it's not comfortable. And then when I compare it to what I thought success was and what I actually have, that, that's not the same thing. You know, you can be full and not be fulfilled. There's, there's the idea sometimes that 
I get to a place in life and 47 years later, I don't realize that I'm the person who created the model by my choices or my priorities or my lack of choices or my lack of priorities. And really, when it comes to success, and when it comes to, to being you know successful as, as, a, as a person in business or in family or as a neighbor or as a citizen, I really don't think that success has a Mandela effect. Because you see, I don't think it's a misperception. I think we miss the trophy. I think we miss understanding what the real mark of success is when we emphasize or imitate something that's not accurate in the first place. I mean, even the idea that the Heisman Trophy is a mark of success. And yes, there's a degree of success to it. But how many people who won the Heisman never played pro football? And how many people who won the Heisman and played pro football ended up having to sell their Heisman to settle their estates or to get out of trouble. I think it's technically illegal to sell it now. I don't know. But a lot of money has been made because people took the opportunity, took this. This is a marker. This says you've arrived and will continue to to arrive. And yet how many people won that trophy and it didn't mean anything past winning it? How many times have we gotten to that point in our lives and struck the pose only to realize that we were doing the wrong pose or imitating the wrong thing or emulating the wrong thing? When we get to that point, it's not about misperception, it's about misconception. I didn't really understand what was important. I really didn't understand what was valuable. I really didn't understand what the real prize looked like. Keeping up with Jones, the Lonnie Jones podcast adventure. I am your host, Lonnie Jones. My wife, Jackie, and I moved to the city of Huntsville in 1986 for me to be a youth and family minister. I have been a minister since 1980. I have served in this community as a police chaplain assigned to a SWAT team since 1992. And I've been in private practice as a licensed professional counselor since 1998. I'm also an adventure educator and an avid outdoorsman. I dabble in rock climbing and I goof around with Brazilian jiu-jitsu. Our life has been full of many wonderful experiences and some just outright adventures. I used to write about those things in a little church bulletin article. So now instead of asking you to read those things, we're just going to talk about them in our podcast. And as we talk about them, we're going to talk about the facts. The facts lead to concepts and the concepts lead to application. One caveat about the facts is for the most part, we're going to tell you the facts just as they happened. But every now and then, we're going to tell you the way other people have told us they remember it happening with a little bit of embellishment. It's all good, clean, fun, and for educational purposes. Thank you for listening, and we hope you enjoy Keeping Up with Jones.